We have a guest right now on Radio Row. He is a defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is a Super Bowl champion. He is a six-time Pro Bowler. He is a member of the 2010s All-Decade team. He was the 12th pick overall at a Mississippi State in 2012. He appears courtesy today of Tide. I'm talking about Fletcher Cox. Fletcher, it's great to have you on the program. How is Radio Row treating you? How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, this is my first experience, honestly, on Radio Row, and I'm having a good time. So, uh, like I said, thanks for having me, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you. Dude, I'm looking forward to chatting with you. I want to tell you, for your first time on Radio Row, you're already handling it like a boss. You're already handling it like a boss because I'm not there, and you're taking care of your business. So I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Like, you played in the Super Bowl last year, and for a long time this year, it seemed like you were destined to come back once again. What's it like to be here, though, and not prepare for the game and end up talking to a scrub like me instead? Oh, it's different, uh, you know, being here and preparing for a game. You know, I kind of broke my one rule, uh, you know, my whole career is you know, I'm not going to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, unless I'm actually playing in it. But I broke that rule, so, you know, obviously I broke it for many reasons and uh, kind of glad I did, having a really good time here, uh, you know, but less stressful uh, on Radio Row that I ended up uh, preparing for, you know, obviously one of the biggest games of your life. Hey, you know what? Good for you. I know a lot of guys that have that same exact rule, but if you have that rule, you might miss this element. So good for you. I think that's a good way to approach it. Hey, listen, take me back a little bit. You're from Yazoo City, Mississippi. For those who don't know, what was life like there? What was life like for you growing up? I mean, it was different. You know, life for me as a kid was different, right? Uh, and, you know, the biggest thing for me is, you know, I, I think about it as everybody got a story. And, uh, you know, I can keep it short and sweet about, you know, the way that I was growing up and, you know, things that I went through and, you know, you know, just growing up playing sports, uh, you know, mom finally gave me permission to play sports. But the biggest thing for me is, you know, you, when you're a kid, you go to the barbershop on Friday, I mean, on Saturday mornings after games. And you hear a lot of guys talk about, you know, how good they was, how good they once was, what they could have done. And, you know, as a kid, I listened to those messages. I listened to those things that, that they talked about. And, and my biggest deal was, you know, to myself is I don't want to be the guy that goes into the, the barbershop and talk about that. I want to be the guy to say I made it and, you know, and, and, and a guy that can go back to that barbershop on Saturdays and say, hey, look, you know, and be there for kids that, you know, no matter how, how small the town is, there's a way out. And for me, um, I use that as, as, as motivation for myself to, to, to get out of Yazoo City. My man, that is such a great, great story. That is such a great anecdote. That You sat in that barbershop growing up and said, I don't want to end up like that, man. I want to be one of those guys who did get out, didn't have an excuse, and came back and then gave back. You mentioned your mom. I want to ask you about Melissa because she worked long hours. Story goes, she worked long hours at a Nissan supply factory so you could have these kind of advantages. But to your point, she did not let you play football at first. What sports were you playing before you started to play football? None. Uh, my None. coaches, uh, high school coaches, Kyle Wallace, Tony Wolfog. No, uh, I, I, uh, there was actually zero sports being played until eighth grade. You know, I may have played a little flag football and, you know, when I was little, played some baseball. But, you know, anything dealing with contact sports, she, she really didn't she really didn't want me, you know, kind of dealing with it. But, you know, she looked at the opportunity now and that she gave me and it, it changed both of our lives, mine's and hers. Um, so the coaches, you know, Kyle Wallace and Tony Wolfog, they, they begged her, begged her, begged her. And she finally... You know, as a mom, she finally signed a consent form, got my physical, and it's been all ball since then. 
We're talking to Fletcher Cox. I mean, it, things did change. Another coach I want to ask you about, Jeff Collins, the D coordinator of Mississippi State, said this about you, quote, I bet there's not more than 30 humans in the history of the world that have been as big, fast, strong, and as agile as him in the history of the world, quote, end of quote. Look, you had a late start, but I know how much work you put in to be who you are and what you are. What's it like when that work pays off and you know you can dominate an opponent the way you do? Well, I think, you know, for me, like, it all started, like, my my sophomore year in high school for me when I really rec- really, rec- really recognized that, that I could be special and I could use football as, as, as a way of, you know, changing my lifestyle, people's lives around me. Uh, and then, I, it, like I said, it took off from there and just believing in myself, you know, taking the hard coaching. You know, it's early mornings. They suck, right? But you, you take the hard coaching and you got to believe in yourself. And, you know, I really never saw myself, honestly, playing in the NFL, you know. I just figured I could, you know, find ways to, to, to be a better person, to be a better brother, um, to be a better son, you know. But, you know, football now has been my life for, you know, you know, if I'm counting college, you know, and now it's 15 years where it was really important to me and I took advantage of it. We were talking to Fletcher Cox. Not only that, but you told The Athletic a while back, quote, being in Philadelphia changed my entire life, end of quote. What do you mean by that and what does that city mean to you? It means so much to me, you know. They they been in been in Silla Philly, you know. You know, Mr. Lurie and you know Howie and those guys. You know, Andy. They drafted me and they gave me a chance, right? And I, and I took so much advantage of that chance to, to 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 believe that. Hey, look, I'm from Yazoo City. I'm in the NFL. This is my chance. You know, let's let's take the the best opportunity and the most advantage of it that you can. In the city of Philadelphia, you know, I, I you know I appreciate them all the time because, you know, they have a love hate love hate relationship. You know, with the sports team. And they love you when you're good and let you know when you suck. But they still support you no matter what. You know, they're still going to show up. You know, they're still going to tailgate, drink their beer, have fun, party. And that's what you got to love about, you know, the city of Philly. Is they're they're going to be there with you. Philly fan. There is nobody, there is nothing quite like Philly fan for the reason you just mentioned. Listen, dude, you're not just a great player. You're a great defensive player. You're not just a great defensive player. You're a great defensive player for Philadelphia. What does that mean? There's a tradition there. Guys like Chuck Bednarik, Reggie White, Brian Dawkins, the list goes on and on and on. What's it mean to you to be a great defensive player and be a part of that great defensive tradition? I mean, to even be mentioned in those conversations with those guys is, is an honor, right? Um, you know, and, and it, again, like, you know, you have a lot of defense. You know, I've got a lot of guys that comes through there, but you don't have, you know, like I said, to be mentioned in that conversation is, man, it's just, it's an honor, right? You know, that being part of that, that tradition of dominant defensive players that, that's played um, in the city of Philadelphia, and you have to appreciate it because, you know, nothing motivates you more than either being in the city of Philly and the fans just supporting you and pushing you to the best player that you can be every week. We are talking to Fletcher Cox. He is joining me from Radio Row. It's his first time there. I'm outside the Fountains of Bellagio. A couple of quick things before you go. Everybody talks about culture. Everybody talks about building a winning culture. Now, you've got a locker room with some really strong personalities, guys like Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, you. You guys have all been pillars in that locker room for a long time. How would you describe or sum up the Philadelphia Eagles culture? What's it mean to you? I mean, just look at us four guys, right? And then that's what it's built about. You know, it's built about guys that's, that's, that's in, when ball is important, um, leadership is important, being a good teammate is important, you know, treating everybody in the building the same way you want to be treated, right? It don't matter if it's the, the strength staff, training staff, equipment managers, anybody in the cafeteria, anybody walking through visiting, you treat them how you want to be treated. And that's really the part of the culture um, that, that, that Mr. Lurie has brought around. And, you know, they keep guys around for those, you know, you got to be a good player, honestly, but 
you know, when you're there, they love their draft picks, you know, and, and to keep guys around like myself for, for many reasons, you know, and, and, and that's what really that culture is around there. You know, if you catch guys and you get you grab newer guys that's coming in and you kind of let them know how things are done around here and the way that you should handle yourself. And uh, a lot of guys pick it up and, you know, they continue that tenure with the Eagles forever. And, um, and you know, and some, you know, they're, they're there and then, and then they're out. Talking to Fletcher Cox is speaking of being out. Fletcher, I'm glad I got you relatively early in the morning because you know you're going to be asked about this all day long, but you are a free agent this offseason. There have been reports that maybe you might leave, maybe you might retire. Where's your head at? I know you can't tell me exactly what's going to happen, but can you tell me what your mindset is? What kind of headspace are you in right now as it relates to all of that? I mean, my mindset right now is, you know, it's making sure, you know, mentally and physically, you know, still can, you know, can can play, right? You know, the season's just ended, you know, a couple weeks ago, and the biggest thing is you want to make, you don't want to make an impulsive decision, right? A decision that you think you'll regret. Uh, you know, you still have to take time to, like, I still still doing my postseason, um, you know, things that where you know where I need to get better is, you know, when my body's feeling better from a, from a long season where my mind is clear, um, things and and things of that such. So there's something that you know I haven't even thought about yet, uh, you know. So I know I'll be free agent, but you know, like I said, it's getting that's something I haven't thought about. No, I respect that. Let me ask you one thing. You think ultimately, what do you think is going to go first? Your ability to dominate and play at the level that you're accustomed to playing at or your willingness or will to prepare? Because you need both those things. Which one do you think will go first? I mean, I think I can be dominant forever, right? You know, I, I, I play at a really high level. You know, that's that's your mind. That should be in the athlete's mindset. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it's got to be that. I think the first thing that goes is the willing to prepare, right? The willing, are you wanna, do you want to get up every day and do this? Do you want to put on the helmet every day? Do you want to be told what to do every day, where to be, you know, when to be there, you know? Um, and that, that, I think that's a, that's a lot of stuff that goes into it. You know, do you want to keep preparing those long hours to get ready to go play? You know, for three hours on Sunday. Um, I mean, I mean the physical part, and we're all physically gifted, and uh, that's the thing that you know that, that, that can't be taken away. So, last thought about that: Is that starting to get old, or are you still all about that life? Are you still good with that life? I mean, I still, I still, I still, enjoy, I still enjoy preparing for for everything. I still enjoy preparing for the games, you know, helping guys prepare, um, you know, look forward to the game plans and, you know, how we're scheming teams up, how we're going to stop teams and, you know, listen to messages from the coaches, head coach, position coach, it don't matter. That's why you're one of the leaders in the locker room and long have been. Fletcher, you've been so good with your time. We covered so much ground. I appreciate you. You're working with Tide today. What are you working on with them? Tell me all about it. Well, we're tackling every tackling every pile uh, with Tide, you know, here this weekend. So if you've got a big pile of laundry, get you some Tide and get it clean. You know, um, obviously, um, you know, Tide has, has been really good to me this, this last year. Um, just partnering with them and, and doing a lot of cool stuff and, um, you know, especially with my teammates with the commercial. I'm sure everybody's seen that. Um, so we're tackling, you know, all the piles, on and off the field. I'm busy. Uh, so, you know, just, just Tide just gets it done. You know, I trust Tide and so should you. My man, I know the fans, and especially in Philadelphia, are waiting to find out exactly where you end up, what you do. But I already know where you're going to end up. You're ultimately going to end up in Canton, but we can't start the clock on you until you stop. My guy, thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up from Radio Row. Great to get caught up, and I really appreciate that. Fletcher, great job. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Fletcher Cox.